Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How's your midweek going? Pretty good. Pretty good. In what way? Well, everything is good, and uh, it's the middle of the week. <laughs> and uh, my grass is coming up in the yard. Mm. Yes, I have to have a magnifying glass to see it, but it's there. Tell me about your grass. I love my grass. <laughs> I can't wait for it to get all pretty and luscious now that we can sit outside. We've been uh, very fortunate to have a backyard, even though it kind of gets in a mess sometimes during all this time with the pandemic where you can at least get outside of your house. Why do you like growing things? Because I'm a farm girl at heart. Benton, Illinois. Yeah. What did they call you in high school? Farmer Payne. <laughs> I guess at that time they knew more than I did. My trees? Okay, except I have uh, something wrong with my grapefruit tree. I don't know whether to blame it on my neighbor over there. He has a fig tree, and they're both side by side of the wall. And uh, so now my grapefruits are all nice and yellow, but my lemons on the tree in the front yard are twice as big as the grapefruits in the back. So I don't know what's wrong with those, but the orange tree is still flourishing, and it has the best oranges in the world. So you're actually accusing your neighbor of sucking out nutrients from the ground? Well, only because I won't go out and go to Home Depot and try to see what's wrong with it. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So how are you handling the pandemic? I think it comes and goes. When I'm sitting here in the house and just doing stuff, try not to think about it as much. But then when you hear the news and how much worse it's getting every day, then if you have a couple of little scares around home, it makes you double think everything. Well, you know, we are the retired roaders and we're supposed to be on the road describing what we see to all of our retired people who are out in the world. But uh, since, uh, oh golly last three or four months, we've been stuck in the backyard. I actually get the hankering in my bones and in my body to travel. You feel that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think we both kind of change our minds from one week to the other about let's just go. And then next thing we know, we think, well, that might be kind of silly. I keep saying to myself, we can just hang out make it through this year, see if we don't have uh, a vaccine or we've gotten some sort of control over it. But right now, I just honestly feel like that President Trump could care less about the virus. I don't think he cares how many people die. He wants everything to look bad and be bad, and he will turn it around so it looks like it's President Biden's fault. And I feel like he's just stacking things up against him so that when President Biden goes into office, that Trump wants him to be overwhelmed and wants him to fail. And I don't think that's going to happen. What do you think is going to happen? I'm hoping that Biden, to me, is handling it very professionally. I have, will have to say that this man does not seem to get too ruffled. By things, And maybe it's because some people say he's been there too long, he's too old. But, you know, there are some old people, mm -hmm. that's not counting us, <laughs> that has good sense 
and has learned life's lessons along the way. I just think it's a good idea that Biden is who he is and the temperament he is and has a reputation that he honestly does about everyone that if people would just join together and work together, but then the next minute I think people are not going to do that. They're just so hung up on I'm a Republican, you're a Democrat, or vice versa, or maybe it's just not meant to work anymore. Maybe it's supposed to get worse all the time. But I really can't think about that. I'm worried about what the uh, lame duck president will do Mm. in the last uh, few weeks that he has office. Talk to his advisors about bombing Iran. Things like that are uh, on his plate and his capability. So we'll just have to watch and wait. As far as traveling, my main concern for you and me, hopping into our mini light and Toyota Tundra Mm -hmm. and heading out north to see John or to head out east, see uh, the sights out there, is not necessarily us getting the virus because you and I know how to stay sanitary. And whenever you're camping, you're, you're in charge of your own environment. People just don't come into your camper and you don't go into theirs. But my concern is, is lo and behold, if one of us happened to get sick, whether it's the virus or whatever, and try to go to a hospital and there's no room, that's my real concern. Oh, I know. And then we heard, I think it was a couple of days ago, where someone in southern Illinois got sick just for an operation and couldn't find a bed. They had to go two and a half hours away, which sounds like they had to go to St. Louis or something uh, to find a bed or a doctor that would even operate on it. I don't feel bad at all about jumping in the camper and going down the road because we have complete control and we don't come in contact. I mean, we might see someone from a distance, but everywhere we went last year, we weren't sitting on top of each other and people were very watchful about what they were doing. It's what happens when you get where you're going. Like if we go to visit family, there is such... I think you and I both are very demonstrative. Well, you are. I am about close family. That when you see them, you haven't seen them so long, and you're so thrilled to see them that you do let down your barriers and everything, especially when you see uh, your little grandchildren. Who doesn't want to hug a little kid? Well, maybe me. (laughs) No, no, just kidding. And you certainly wouldn't want to carry anything to them and I really don't want to get it either so it just seems like a better idea just to wait and kind of see what's going to happen you're kind of cool emotionally did you say cruel or cool cool where did you inherit that from uh both of my parents (laughs) both of my parents I would say it even goes farther back than that I can say that my grandmother Payne and Papaw were not demonstrative at all. They were both very cold, (laughs) as you would say. Don't remember many hugs between them. And my grandparents on my mother's side, they were a little more loving, more loving in words than in emotions. You know, not a lot of hugging and carrying on, you know, but there was a great deal of warmth. My mom and dad... Both were not lovey-dovey to each other or 
to me either. It was just, it was okay because there was just an understanding there. You were loved very much. And if you're brought up in that, it just becomes the norm. I think I am more so, I am with you and I am with my kids to the extent that they will accept it and to my grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. Your coolness is a pattern that I felt from my mother. My mother was not a lovey-dovey, touchy-feely person. And in fact, whenever I was uh, working on my master's degree in psychology, I had to uh, do some counseling at a regular counseling center, family focus. Before I could actually graduate, I had to undergo a visit to a psychiatrist over a certain number of uh, sessions to make sure that I was mentally okay before I counseled other people on their mental situation. And one of the things the uh, psychiatrist concluded that I had sought my mother's affection to crawl up on her lap and get hugged by her was one of the deep-seated needs that I had. So maybe I found that in you. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Come to think of it, I'm a lot like her. (laughs) I tell you what, my dad was a huggy-feely. He would grab you and give you a hug. And I know every morning we would meet for coffee on the public square. And he was a county sheriff. And I was a publisher of the Benton Evening News. And whenever we'd meet, I'd grab him and give him a big hug. And he never did push me away. So my dad was a teddy bear type. My mother was uh, a cool woman. You're you're fuzzy. Mm-hmm. You're fuzzy, warm and fuzzy, too. I'm just uh, drawn, I guess. Nobody talked about their feelings very much. My mom and my dad and myself were in, uh, even though we had a little family, we didn't have very much of a f- uh, extended family. We were mostly the little three musketeers. We kind of stayed in our own realm. Through my married life with you, I always loved getting you out of the ice house Mm -hmm. and into the warm backyard and uh, warm you up. Uh, Yes, you have. (laughs) At times, I I revert back to my cold self. I think that's also in a lot of us, maybe only children too, you can, it's a way of isolation. It's a way of, I guess, more than isolation, protection. Because I tell you a lot of things, but Probably 90% of what goes on in my mind, no one is privy to. That's sad, isn't it? No, it's good. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, I only want the uh, 10% that, uh, that, 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 that keeps you warm and snuggy in the backyard where, it's, uh, where the sun shines. Yes. Yes, but it is... Um, it's... Uh, it's not very smart, and I have found the older I get that it's certainly not very smart and not very good for my psyche to, uh, you know, not have anyone to blow it off to. And I'm not saying that because I don't trust anyone. It's just maybe I don't want to hear it out loud. So as long as I keep it silenced within me, you know, maybe I want to appear perfect to the people that I love. Mm. And so that is one way maybe that I do things 
thinking that that makes me seem more uh, acceptable to other people. No cracks in your persona. I tell you, one of the, uh, since we're psychoanalyzing each other and ourselves, uh, one of the things I realized uh, since we've been in this pandemic is throughout life, whenever I had a problem, I used to, instead of internalizing it, I would give it to you. I would discuss with you the problem, and then I was okay, but you had to carry the problem. And I realized later in life that that not necessarily evaporated with you. Many times it percolated. Oh, yeah. That's one of the repercussions from uh, keeping everything inside. And uh, that's very true because I've noticed sometimes when I do express my feelings that it's such a relief, even though maybe the problem wasn't solved, it was not so heavy on myself that I had given part of it away. So everyone needs someone to talk to. I just have a very hard time doing that. So uh, are we any closer to starting up our brand new mini light RV and hitting the road, hollering and shouting uh, hallelujah? <laughs> or look out for that curb. <laughs> or that tree. That, yeah. You know, we had a, a brand new uh, fifth wheel in <laughs> San Diego and took it out the very first day and rounded the corner and scraped a tree all the way down the side. Uh, so, uh, of course, I'll edit this out. <laughs> of course you will. No, I uh, I get very excited sometimes because, there you go again, you probably don't know it, but internally I have got tons and tons of things in my phone that I want to do uh, inside the camper and uh, one minute I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be like Sam. I'm just going to throw all my clothes in a crate and take off. And I've decided, you know, I I can do that. That's hard for me Good. to do. And, but I'm thinking that for a weekend or four or five days. But in my mind, I am really looking at when we get out of this pandemic a little bit, or maybe even if we don't, as long as it's not any worse, the first of the year, and especially all summer long, I want to be gone for good lengths of time. Just finally stretch out and take one of the trails, you know, from north to south that they list places to go and everything and be gone a week or two or even just to go around the whole United States. I really get excited about that. Well, we are the Retired Rotors. Uh, you can get us at retiredrotors at gmail.com. And uh, you can view us at uh, Anchor, Spotify, all the uh, popular podcast sites. Just type in Retired Rotors, R-O-A-D-E-R-S. If you'd like to communicate with us, do so on retiredrotors at gmail.com, and we'll communicate back with you. It's been a piece of heaven, darling. It certainly has. Ding dong, I hear a doorbell.